Hi, I'm Deepti. And I'm Martin. And we are the Movie Movie Librarians. Today on The Movie Librarians, we're going to be talking about Toilet, Ek Prem Kata. Or Toilet, A Love Story. Mm-hmm. Can you be in love with the toilet? Is that what this is about? <laughs> Did you watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what movie? <laughs> Deepdee, can you tell us about the movie? Sure thing. Toilet, A Love Story is directed by Sri Narayan Singh and co-produced by Akshay Kumar and Neeraj Pandey. The film stars Akshay Kumar and Bhumi Pednekar as the leads, and Anubam Kher, Sudhir Pandey, and Divyendu Sharma in supporting roles. According to Wikipedia, the film is a satirical comedy in support of governmental campaigns to improve sanitation conditions in India, with an emphasis on the eradication of so-called open defecation, especially in rural areas. The film was very successful both in India and abroad. It was Akshay Kumar's highest-grossing film ever. We've watched one of his other films, which is also another social-minded film called (laughs) Padman. 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 Padman, about making inexpensive menstrual pads for women Mm -hmm. in rural areas. So this film highlights India's toilet problem, or should I say lack of toilet problem, largely in Indian rural areas. As I'm sure you can imagine, open defecation is particularly difficult and dangerous for rural women who, as it is, are easy targets for harassment and assault. And I thought it'd be interesting to give you some context for that. So here's a paragraph from a Guardian article on the subject. Sometimes men would suddenly appear and start jeering. At other times, a farmer would turn up armed with a stick to run them off his fields. At night, women had to wait for cover of darkness before venturing out. For pregnant women, the sick and the elderly, with arthritic joints and mobility issues, answering nature's call was an ordeal. So, an important social problem. I know we don't often do a ton of background, but I think it's interesting to point out a social problem that most people are probably not aware of Mm -hmm. in North America. And now the synopsis. So we have Jaya, who's played by Bhumi Pednikar, and she's a smart, young, educated woman from not a rich but a reasonably well-off family. She meets Keshav, played by Akshay Kumar, who's a 36-year-old bachelor, a point we will get back to, who has only basic education and who runs a bike shop. Akshay has been unsuccessful in love and his father, who's a religious pundit, is desperate to see him married. Akshay falls in love with Jaya at first sight outside the toilet compartment of the train, and over time he wins her heart. They get married, and as is traditional, Jaya moves in with Akshay's family, which consists of him, his father, and his younger brother. The trouble begins right away, when Jaya realizes after their wedding night that there's no toilet for her to use in the house. Can you imagine? The women from the village come to pick her up early in the morning, around 4 a.m., to take her with them. They're all walking far outside the village. They do this every morning as a group in order to defecate. We're shown earlier in the movie how they're harassed while they're doing their business by men who will turn the headlights of their motorcycles on them and laugh. And Jaya joins them that first morning, but she simply can't do it. She's not used to it. And she's extremely angry with her new husband for not having told her that he doesn't have a toilet. He doesn't really get it at first. Why can't she just do what all the other women do and have been doing without complaint for for eons? But since he loves her, he eventually tries to find workarounds for her, you know, visiting a family friend who has an indoor toilet, driving her to the train station to use the train's bathroom when it's stopped at the station. But Jaya gets tired of all these quick fixes. She wants a real toilet and she ends up moving back in with her parents. Keshav's village is scandalized. You know, they talk about how too much education for women is a bad thing 
saying and how they knew that somebody who spoke English would cause so much trouble. But Keshav loves Jaya and he finally starts to understand why the lack of a toilet bothers her. He starts to take action to build public toilets in the village and a private toilet at home. And in doing so, he ends up butting heads with his father, the village, millennia of culture and tradition, planning councils, and basically the entire government. So does he build a toilet? Does Jaya come back to him? You'll have to watch Toilet, a love story to find out. I like that you give us these sort of cliffhanger I know. things to, to see. You know, <laughs> Just enough you have to, to understand our review, but, but not, not so much that it would give it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Akshay Kumar's father in this movie is a Brahmin, like a, a Brahmin priest. Yes, a Brahmin priest. Yes, yeah. you're right. He's very pure. He's very fussy about how his food is served. So if a woman hasn't defecated in the morning, she's not fit to cook food and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. She's not clean. She's not clean. Jaya and Keshav come head to head with some pretty strong cultural beliefs. Thank you, Deepti. You're welcome. So moving on now to the critical response. Yes. What was the critic's response to this movie? This was a very interesting one. Oh. Yeah, on the tomatometer side of things, mm-hmm. the audience score is a 70% fresh. Okay. Which translates to 3.73 out of 5. Okay. The critic's score is 27% fresh. What? Or 5.43 out of 10 stars. Okay. Wow. A rather drastic difference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert has not reviewed this, or there is no RogerEbert.com review of this film. Okay. So instead, I have gone with uh, the Indian Express Shubra Gupta's uh, review of it. Mm-hmm. Shubra gives the film two out of five stars. Oh, that's not very good. The noblest ideas are very often derailed by clunky execution. This is the problem with Toilet Ekpram Kata, which had the potential to become a deep, dark, satirical take on one of the biggest problems that still shamefully plagues India, defecation in the open. Mm. It's kind of the, the intro to Shubra's two-star review. Like mm-hmm. noble goals, but didn't do such a great job. On the audience side of things, on the tomatometer, uh, we have Mirza Mod S, who gave it three and a half out of five stars. Okay. And says, Toilet Ekprem Kata is a honest and soft film that make you laugh, feel, and most importantly, think. Okay. So it's a nice kind of balanced review there, you know, three and a half mm-hmm. out of five. So right. Not so this person didn't effusive, but think it was amazing, it. but a good story. Yeah. Or made made this person think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's our critical response. It's, okay. You know, pretty broad view of things. You could right. be in the middle. You could be on the think it's terrible. You could think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a critical response from my family. Okay. My parents, well, at least my mom, loved it. Did she give any sort of discussion about why she loved it? No. No? Okay. <laughs> We'll have to give her a call and ask her But for that. years now, she's been saying, watch this movie, watch this movie. So my mother liked it. <laughs> Since Roger Ebert is not making an, making an appearance today, my mother's thumbs should make an appearance. She'll okay. probably give it two thumbs up. Yes. Your mother is now standing in for Roger Ebert. Yes. Just for today. <laughs> Just for today, yes. <laughs> so there's our critical reviews. Uh, now on to our review. Mm-hmm. Deep tea. Would oh, you, you like to, to tell me what I think first? I would love to know what you think. Oh my goodness. Oh, I don't know. Do you want me to go first? I don't. I would like to hear what you think. But do you want no, rock, I want to know what you think. Do you want to rock, paper, yeah. scissors? Uh, you want to hear what I think? Yeah, first? yeah, okay. yeah. Parts of this movie I enjoyed. Okay. Overall, I thought it was an enjoyable film to watch. Uh, an mm-hmm. enjoyable kind of Bollywood film. So within that context, I think it was pretty decently done. 
there were some of the kind of cultural tropes that were necessary for the film and they felt a little bit necessary like some of the songs and dancing it was sort of there just because we have to because that's what everybody expects from these films Mm -hmm. and then moved on to kind of getting into the story there were some really good things about the story that i thought were done well i did think it went on a little bit long i thought they extended it out more than they needed to and they could have been a little subtler about it in particular time so like as they moved towards the ending it was going along with a nice kind of subtlety and then they broke that and very explicitly said here's what's going on in this movie Mm -hmm. so i didn't think that was the best choice for them to do can you give an example of this lack of subtlety but they kind of use the whole toilet thing as something of a a metaphor for the intergenerational and uh, urban rural divides that are present both in india and in other places as well Mm -hmm. so the kind of ideologies that go on between those things but then they kind of just sort of say that explicitly like this is a difference between our traditional beliefs and the modern day thing rather than just showing it they were telling us yeah in words it it was going along very nicely as showing it and Mm -hmm. you're thinking like oh this is a good meaningful way of expressing this divide but then they just said that outright and you're like oh well you just kind of gave it away Mm -hmm. so i thought that was a little excessive but that tension in society and dealing with that tension was i thought it was done well uh, or reasonably well The film dives into kind of female empowerment a fair bit, which is good. But in the end, it it does end up being this, like there's a man is still kind of the hero of it. Mm -hmm. How how do you think it dives into female empowerment? Well, through Jaya, basically. Like she's kind of this strong woman who asserts herself in a more paternalistic society, like especially when she moves into the village, just very sort of patriarchal. And she still asserts herself and, and wants to get her own way and pushes everybody to change to do that, both for her and for everybody else's benefit. But in the end, like Akshay Kumar is still kind of the hero and mm-hmm. she still relies on him for that. Right. And there are all these kind of men who are doing everything. The women do go on strike during the, the film to Mm -hmm. like push through this change but in the end it's still up to men kind of thing so they push for the change but then it's really kind of Akshay Kumar's heroism that saves the day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they were just sort of part of it yeah that's interesting because when I looked up articles because this movie is based on a true story Mm -hmm. um, when I looked up articles related to the topic the articles are always framed from the women's point of view so it's kind of like women fight for an end to open defecation and things like that whereas here the story is very much man builds a toilet for his wife because she insisted kind of mm-hmm. you know it's a different perspective it wasn't that she fought for it herself like that was she basically there. says do it or i'm leaving <laughs> you can see that it was there but as a as a film i think they were a little too hesitant about pursuing that that side of things mm-hmm. and maybe if they had done so it wouldn't have been a successful film so yeah so yeah overall i thought it was decent okay. not perfect but enjoyable all right how about you what did you think i have so many thoughts about this movie <laughs> so my first thought as you probably know is akshay kumar plays a 36 year old man I would like to point out that he's 52. Uh, In 2017, would have been 49. A 49-year-old man does not look like a 36-year-old man unless he's done some hard living. And I don't think that's what they were going for because (laughs) we've also seen Akshay Kumar play the hero in Padman, Mm -hmm. where he again seemed kind of old for the character that they were showing, you know, like, and there was an age discrepancy between him and his wife. And so I'm kind of like, you have these great story ideas. These are socially important stories, but why do you insist on being the hero in them? Why can you not produce or direct them and let another actor step in? 
you know, <laughs> it was distracting. The age difference was very distracting. And in the true story that this is based on, there is no age difference like that. And they created the age difference for the sake of the story. We see the story of how he's a perpetual bachelor who's just sort of cursed in love and can't hasn't been able to get married, you know. And I said that they created this age difference, but it's not even a realistic one. Like, he, they could have made him in his 40s. That would have been fine, but they didn't. I'm 36, and I'm telling you that man is not 36. Like... <laughs> Yeah, not, not needed to be. Yeah, it didn't need to be like that. Use a different actor, maybe use an older actress. or It was just weird that he insists on being in this movie and pretending to be 36. Mm-hmm. Then I thought that the translations weren't really created with an audience outside India in mind. Okay, There were a lot of things that, you know, even I as an Indian person just didn't understand. For example, I had no idea what was going on with the cow at the beginning. <laughs> it seems like he's marrying a cow, but like, I feel like a translator should really have sort of been like this auspicious ceremony or like should have inserted something in there there was at the beginning i did not know what was going on and and at one point they refer to jaya as a topper Mm -hmm. um and i was like what's that what's a topper you know and they meant like top of her class uh, oh, okay. Oh, see, now yeah, you're... I didn't, yeah, I didn't get it either. So there were like, little yeah. things like that in there that I was like, what's happening? What's a topper? Like, what do you mean, you know? We're just, especially being a translator, I'm like, mm, you could have made that a bit clearer for, you know. I, I guess if you didn't speak Hindi and you were Indian, then you were reading the, the tr- English translation, you'd be fine. You'd mm-hmm. know what was going on. But it was very much not designed for somebody outside the country. A little bit harder to understand some of the parts. I guess what I'm saying is there needed to be a little bit of cultural translation too, yeah. for, for an audience abroad. Then... There's the problematic beginning to Jaya and Keshav's relationship. You creepy? Know, yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> creepy is one word that comes to mind. It's a relationship that essentially begins with stalking. Um, yeah. So Keshav basically follows Jaya around and takes pictures of her and even prints a billboard with her face on it. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And at first she rightly accuses him of creepiness and is like, what are you doing? Stop using my pictures. But then he's like, well, I was in love. and But if you're not, you know, if you don't see it that way, then I'll stop. And then he starts ignoring her. And then she's like, oh, wait, no, it was love. I do love you too. And it was just kind of like this weird. And she does the same thing back That's to right. Him, then so she starts stalking him. Like maybe it's. That's a thing that happens all the time in society in India. We don't know. People going around taking random pictures like that's that. I mean, it happens super here. Creepy. It does. Yeah, it yeah. is. But that's, I, I suspect it's, it's much like here where a lot of movies show that as a romantic trope where in reality when it happens, it's really creepy. Like yeah. you don't want somebody following you around. I don't think any woman in India wants a man following around, taking her pictures and then yeah. being like, I love you. No, that's super creepy. So don't reuse that as sort of a, a way of making your romance story. Happen, that's the thing I, I think it's just a trope that's relied on by a lot of romantic films to be like oh i love her i'm dead like i'm stalking her there and he's stalking me therefore he loves me like ooh, it's easier than having a conversation i guess yeah. there is a ceremony in the in this movie where the wives beat their husbands and i was it's kind of supposed to be like a symbolic thing like you, the wives are beating their husbands for all the bad things they've done like probably through the year during holy Yeah, during uh, holy celebrations. And I kind of wish they'd done more to address that because it is this one thing about Hindu culture that bothers me. You know, and I'm saying this as a person who was raised Hindu. There are these certain days throughout the year where women are either kind of put on a pedestal or they're allowed to do what they want or like just one day of the year where a woman gets some power. And you're like, oh, I don't see how having that power for one day out of 365 fixes any of the other systemic issues, you know, gender violence issues going on. So. And and there's a part where Jaya says, I'll, you know, if um, if I ever get married, I'll 
never beat my husband in the ceremony because she sees it as sort of like an old fashioned thing. Mm -hmm. But then she ends up actually doing so. Doing so. Yeah. Pretty severely. Pretty severely. Yeah. She leaves him pretty, pretty beaten up. Then my other comment is, it seems that there was a little bit of whitewashing that happened here. Mm -hmm. Because at the end, as the credits are coming up, they show us the original couple that they based this story on. And they are much darker skinned than any of the actors in this movie. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of sad that they basically... Lighter skin is still the norm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not surprising to me at all. I know this to be true. But it's still kind of sad that this was a thing that happened to people who have darker skin. But it's still, for for it to become a movie, they had to get sort of like these quote-unquote wheatish complexion actors to play them. True. And not just them, the all the villagers, you know, there was, all the villagers were light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so a certain degree of whitewashing happening. True. Not a certain degree, a big degree yeah. of whitewashing happening. To push back against that one a little bit, if they had chosen darker-skinned people for the villagers, would they then be saying that, like, this is a this is sort of a backwards way of doing things that the darker-skinned people do? Oh, yeah, that would so have been messed up. You'd have yeah, to but, kind of balance that out. Yeah. So in that respect, the whitewashing is a little bit. At I'm not going to say justifiable. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> If like they had just sort of had a mix of people and like you, maybe your your hero could have been a darker skin and that would have helped out a lot. Or yeah. Jaya. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she was a good actor. Well, it's just a shame good, that, yeah. you know, for this to be a story that can be told, the, yeah, essentially to the, the skin color of the main characters has to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the surrounding characters, too. Now, you know that I don't really like song and dance. I do. I don't like musicals. I don't like most Bollywood films. <laughs> I found it to be not too objectionable in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I think, a total of two songs. Three, One, I think. is there? Yeah. Okay. And one, one very brief dance. Yeah. It's okay. There's um, one that was very explicitly trying to pretend like Akshay Kumar was singing and dancing. and, and uh, Yeah. Uh, Jaya's character. Yeah. Uh, or Jaya, the actress. Jaya and Kishore. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty typical is where it's all lip syncing. But then the two other ones that were really sort of prominent as that were just sort of song or like just lyrics happening songs, yeah. in background. Or montages kind of, kind of happening. Yeah. yeah. It might look like he's singing along briefly in one of them, but then doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, that all these complaints aside, I would say the topic of the movie is very important. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the producers of the movie knew what they would need to get as many people as possible to watch this movie. Song and dance, skinned actors, like, what else did I complain about? Actually, oh, extremely Kumar's... dramatic music, like extremely over-the-top music. And yeah, so they knew what they needed to do to get this movie out there. Right. And seen by people. And make it popular. And make it popular, yeah. Because, I mean, if they had casted it with lesser known actors or you know tried to you know they're trying to change this one social issue so i guess we can't fault them for not getting it 100 percent correct or relying on the things that they need to to get it out yeah to get people to see yeah. it and then at least talk about it we can still have our like holdups you know and yeah. be like yeah it's not it's not perfect by any means yeah um you know i was entertained throughout are we going to talk about some filmistic aspects? Because I think there are some. There Have are we found few. the real word for that? I don't think we need to. I okay. feel like we've now coined <laughs> filmistic. And, okay, uh, TM. Maybe it'll be going on to, to other podcasters as well. Who knows? Maybe. Filmistic aspects, you want to start us off? Uh, sure. I mean, you and I talked about this after watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And all the night scenes are terrible. With the exception of one, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They must have messed up in filming. All the night scenes look like they were shot in front of a green screen. The skin tones are all washed out. And it just, it's so weird. Yeah. And as we were talking about after, I think it, as you said, they both lightened the, the scenes, so like just used digital lightning to do that, but then discovered that it also messed up the actual 
actors, like the main characters, mm-hmm. how they looked. So they then had to go in and kind of technicolor them to actually give them proper coloring and everything. Yeah. So you could then see they've actually colorized all of the actors and their clothes and everything to make them look normal. And then the background looks like it's sort of a static background, but everything moves the way it should as if it was actually filmed there. So it, it's got this weird look to it that it's like it's green screen, yeah, that but everything it's not. is normal. It's, yeah. and it's not because when they film in those same places in the daytime, it looks perfectly normal. So yeah, there was something just weird about it. That, mm-hmm. And it, that I think it is like technicolored and lightened as you said. So that was very distracting. Mm-hmm. Every time it was a night scene, except for the one night scene. And then you're like, oh, it's a night scene where they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So. You're like, oh, it's normal. Yeah. Somebody got the camera settings, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. What about the music? Yeah. It was, it was so over the top. It was weird music choices. There was that... a part where they're like trying to create suspense and they have like the rattlesnake noise that they have in Westerns. It was just like, what? He's walking into a courtroom. Like, <laughs> It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and the and the sort of popular music songs as well. The the lyrics for them were they weren't bad. They were just sort of there was nothing really to them. You mean like when you were reading the translation of the yeah. lyrics? Oh, okay. Yeah, and maybe I think there I was tuned more out, to it in the in the Hindi, but I don't. Oh, probably. Like, I don't think it translates well. Probably as, not. Yeah, because it's poetry. You know. Yeah. It's hard to hard to translate that onto a screen. But. Yeah, but other songs like in uh, like PK, the songs in that generally are are good. They translate mm-hmm. well, and they're they're enjoyable yeah but like i said i didn't like the translation as a whole so you know i think it was something about that something about that yeah just not the highest effort yeah yeah (laughs) it's kind of yeah it was it did seem like the lowest effort translation Mm -hmm. anything else in the filmistic aspects no that is it Okay, well, I've got a few other things. Oh, please go ahead. Yeah, the story being that kind of intergenerational and geographic conflicts of the urban-rural divide thing I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Tradition versus modernity, globalization kind of thing. That kind of tension going on as well. There was a lot to pack into a movie. Religion versus secularism. They talk about Jaya being kind Mm -hmm. of more secular versus the more religious rural thing. Yeah, well, her whole family too, you know, her parents are... Yeah, her 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 uncle, uncle I think, who goes to talk about, talk to her husband father kind of brahminish but also he's brahminish but le- let's be reasonable and he's also kind of a creepy guy in terms of like asking whether people like sunny leone right or, he's always asking uh, men whether they like this one female actor or another one yeah, yeah. Um, and he's always watching like sexy dance music yeah <laughs> Uh, I thought it was very strange that there was a drastic change in tone Mm -hmm. where the first half to two-thirds of the movie is this kind of love story and then suddenly it changes to a hero's quest of they're trying to get this toilet built yeah, um, or get get people to accept this toilet being Mm -hmm. built. I I think that is also unrealistic how quickly people change their minds. Of course, it wouldn't make a very good movie if they were like, we had to wait a year to find out that they'd been like, okay. Yeah, definitely at the end, like with Keshev's father. It's all kind of tied up with a bow. Like, okay, yeah. here we go. We're done now. Yeah, Conflict it's this sort of an, a quick and easy way for him to change his yeah. mind. But I thought there was good growth of Keshev's character. Mm-hmm. Like he starts off very much kind of subservient to his father, doing everything his father says and trying to do that. Uh, and interestingly, Jaya, you could say she's has sort of a similar but the opposite side of it uh, personality. So like his father is very traditional, but very sort of headstrong, I guess. Jaya is also very headstrong, but much more modern in her thinking. So the two of them is really the, the conflict in the movie, whereas Keshev is kind of in the middle and mm-hmm. he has to kind of mitigate that and make the change happen. So he has to grow as well to get out from under his father and rebel against that. Mm-hmm. Stand up for his wife. Yeah. And Jaya is the one who really pushes him to to grow up, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and to push for change himself and to be kind of an agent of change. Be a man. Kind of. I mean, if you want to... <laughs> reinforce some of the toxic masculinity there sure um so yeah that was a good thing i think 
Oh, right. Yeah, they compromise very well, like, or they work hard to compromise. You see them in their marriage, like, okay, Shevin trying Jaya's to find, character. yeah, mm-hmm. try to find ways to make things work, mm-hmm. and then use the fact that this one very particular issue that needs to be addressed is not, and so they use that to then become agents of change, both of them. And even though like it will tear them up to do so and make them both very sad, they're like, no, we need to do this. There's a very sort of altruistic kind of look to it. Mm-hmm recognizing what they need to do to make things better for everyone. Whether that would be realistic or not, we don't know. Did you like this movie more or less than Padman? I would say I liked it differently. Mm. Like, Padman was more... Always with your complicated uh, answers. Well, it is, because, like, Padman was less of the sort of stereotypical Bollywood film. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't have the song and dance. He was more just sort of a, a straight-ahead film about a very particular social issue that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is more of a love story. Yeah, this one leaned more towards the... The kind of fictionalized telling the story type of thing rather than it was it was more on the fictional side of things than the documentary side i mm-hmm. guess whereas padman was leaning more towards documentary-ish i mean obviously it was still fictionalized but really kind of followed his story more closely mm. so yeah i like them in different ways than for kind of slightly different things mm-hmm. yeah this one i did enjoy kind of the more bollywoody aspects of it too okay uh, but i wouldn't necessarily qualify one as being better than the other how about you? I definitely like Padman more. You know me, I'm not really into the Bollywood song and dance mm-hmm. bit. I'm more into like, is this a well-made story? Uh, is it concise? Is it over the top? Whatever. And I think on those fronts, uh, Padman which much was much better. Okay. Yeah. Did you think this was a well-made story or not? No, like I say, it has its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't, you said it, you found it too long. I didn't find it too, too long. Although, yeah, there, I mean, I guess the romance drags out at the beginning for quite a while before we actually address the issue of the toilet not existing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess in that sense, it could be sort of tightened up and made more concise. Yeah, the whole first act of the movie is everything up to the point where they get married and she discovers that there's no toilet at his house. Mm -hmm. But it's Um, a very long act. Yeah, but I did think it was good how they use toilets kind of throughout the movie. They meet at a toilet and that sort of shows up throughout the thing as well. Mm -hmm. So that was a good good use of the idea of what's going on in this film. Mm What do we think? Are we keeping it on our shelves? Um, now, this is the question. Are our shelves just for us or are they for like lending to other people too? That's a good question. We haven't defined the scope of our shelves. We haven't, no. Speaking in library terms, we really need to come up with a, a collection policy. Yes, it's true. <laughs> um, well, I would say if this is just for us, I would not keep this movie on I would our agree. shelves. Okay. But if it's for lending out to other people, yeah, I would do that. I would do that. Because yeah. it'd be like, this is an interesting movie from a social commentary perspective. You mm-hmm. know, talking about an important social issue in India. As something to lend out to our friends. I think uh, that one of our listeners, uh, Senor Don, mentioned that before. Like, this is something that I would lend out. Right. But not necessarily want to sit down to watch again. Yeah. All right. So, so we recommend can... that people watch it. Do watch it. But not necessarily own it. Watch it on Netflix. Learn things. Learn a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, social issues, what's going on in India what's mm-hmm. going on in the world in general get a feel for a different style of film but you don't need to buy it can yeah. we just say akshay kumar needs to stop come on dude or just like accept that you're aging so yeah if you want to do your age yeah like, do films in which there is a 52 year old man or right. a 55 year old man like it's okay to make movies about older people <sighs> just produce or direct to be clear I'm not saying old people can't be in movies. He's not even old. Anybody can be in movies, regardless of their age. But let's be realistic about what roles you get. Well, yeah, like there are actors and actresses of all ages because mm-hmm. there have been lots of actors and actresses and people have been making movies for a long time. So it's okay to put somebody else in a role. That Choose somebody who's actually 36 for yeah. somebody who's playing 36-year-old man. Mm-hmm. 
Alrighty. Uh, Alrighty. What's so our next movie? First, we want to know, do we have anything in the mailbag? Oh, let's check. Right. No mail in the mailbag this week. All right. FYI, you can also tweet at us, at Movie Librarians. So what are we going to be watching next time? Next time, we're going to be watching the new Netflix film called The Lovebirds, a 2020 film starring Issa Rae, Kumail Nanjiani, and Paul Sparks. All right. The reason we're choosing a lot of things that are available on Netflix is because it's the platform that most people seem to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to make sure that people can listen to our episodes having watched the movie or having... Have access l- to watch it. Yeah, yeah, have a greater chance of accessing the movie at least until like the library is open and you can find the movie through there yeah through or we try to find things through maybe canopy or the national film board Mm -hmm. or um, apparently you can watch things through cineplex too yep you can rent movies through that that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. Um, or if it's available on youtube so we'll try to we'll try to keep things mixed up and the canadian broadcasting corporation also has a bunch of movies that you can watch on there for free true at least if you're in Canada and or if you have, you know, access to some sort of VPN to let you uh, look like you're in Canada. All right. So next time, the lovebirds. Yes. Great. Looking forward to it. Well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care. Ta-ta. This is a bot. It is either a bot or somebody who is just very confused.